Welcome to Dark Mode, the podcast that brings you sage advice from two certified forklift technology experts. I'm your host, and that's not just what we call ourselves, that's what our moms tell people. When we build our own podcasting venue from the ground up and host a live one night only in person event called Genius Bar Goes Dark, it will be an amazing after show to recap all of the fun of WWDC 2023 with some guest appearances, including Quinn from Snazzy Labs and Ken from Computer Clan and others potentially yet to be announced. I'm your host, Luke Miani. And I'm your host, Noah Rubin. Excellent uh, in, uh, plug in the intro. On this show, no we worries. take questions from listeners, attempt to answer them to varying degrees of success, and maybe even plug our live show once or twice hopefully twice maybe hopefully i would even argue thrice oh let's see if we can work that in it's a tall order you know what else is a tall order <laughs> What's we gotta that? get serious for a second here okay okay it's a very tall order to put on a live show we have to build a podcasting venue from the ground up we have to figure out how to control Sam and John so that they don't get themselves canceled during the event. Might be impossible. We have to we have to make t-shirts. And I'm not a seamstress, but I'm out here weaving hand each thread individually. I'm learning how to sew and knit at the same time. It's a lot to juggle, okay? Some might even say, and this is not coming from me, that it's harder to do than to make the mixed reality headset at WWDC. I'm not the one saying that. I, I, don't, I don't know either way. But all I'm saying is that there are some who believe that it's actually harder to do what we're doing, which requires tremendous amount of forklift operation compared to the VR headset, which requires next to no forklift operation. Um, so I just wanted that to be known. You know, that's true. I will say from my perspective, I honestly don't know how hard it is to make a mixed reality or virtual reality headset like Apple is supposedly doing. I do, however, know that it is quite hard to put on a live show at the caliber that we are trying to do. We only want the best uh, for our live show. And so, you know, who's to say which one is harder? All I know is that one of them is very hard and one of them might be hard. Maybe it's easy. I don't mm -hmm. know. So, yeah, you know, do with that what you will. That's a very good point. Uh, we, we have no idea how hard it is to make a mixed reality headset, but we do know that it's very hard to make a live event. So, you know, we're not draw your conclusions as you will. But one thing I will tell you that I know for sure is that our event's sponsor, Clean My Mac, is the best way to keep your Mac clean and running at its best. Wouldn't you agree? I would absolutely agree. Microfiber cloths have nothing on Clean My Mac. Oh, yeah. No, microfiber cloth will actually, I mean, Clean My Mac <laughs> will actually clean the outside of your computer i don't know how they do that that's crazy it like 
that windshield wiper little animation that like yeah. goes on the screen it actually cleans your screen it's kind of crazy yeah yeah it does and this show is legally parody just in case anyone is listening just wanted to put that out there unrelated not at all relevant just a totally random fact for you out there same as the totally random fact that uh clean my mac is uh is uh it'll get you laid oh wait if you need that if that's if you're in need of that particular thing happening hold on good news let me go download this you already have it downloaded oh you're right let me let me download it again i gotta download it again two copies that's that's right right oh yeah hey look at that this person in the chat uses clean my mac and it's my fault you mean it's my what's the opposite of fault uh my gift to you what's the sure is i feel like if something is not what's the opposite of something being your fault there has to be an opposite for that. Well, you're saying like it's your fault, but with a positive connotation. Yes. It's your... Ugh, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. It's annoying. What I do know is that girls like Clean Max, according to e-uploads here. Or boys, anyone. Everyone likes Clean Max. I see a Clean Mac, doesn't matter who it is. I'm like, oh, hubba hubba, you know? Yeah. The I mean, eyes you... pop out, awooga, awooga. Yeah, that Mac horn. is running at its best. Oh, yeah. You got to love that. <laughs> oh, here we go. Jackson has it. Thanks to Luke. It's not my fault. It's thanks to me. Yes, absolutely. I like that. That's great. Now, Luke, if I want to download Clean My Mac again to increase my odds of getting laid, where can I do this? I mean, you mean your uh, your cleanliness of your Mac? Uh, yes, it's a causal course. relationship, but that's what your primary goal is. Oh, yeah. Because, of course, that's having a clean Mac is honestly more important. I mean, I can't tell you how many times that I've, you know, I've been out on a date, out on the town, as it were, living it up. And I'm like, hold on. I got to run Space Lens. I got to see exactly where my data is being stored so that I can figure out how to how to remove some of these gigabytes. I got so many gigabytes, bro. That's I mean, that's one of my lines, you know. I, I go up to, I'm out in the club. I go up to a random person. I'm like, how many gigs you got? And oh, they yeah. usually say like four, five, you know, real, real rookie numbers. I've got CMM. I've got eight terabytes. I only have a four terabyte Mac. I got eight terabytes. Wow. That's, that's pretty yeah. crazy. And you know, honestly, honestly, right. That this shows just how responsible of a person you are, right? The fact yes. that, that you're that you're so you're very detail oriented, you're very responsible, yep. keeping up the cleanliness of this Absolutely. Mac. Just like you can if you can maintain your Mac's health, you can maintain the health of your relationship, your future relationship, your future and marriage, our future child. Children, pets. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. It's it all like starts some there. some people some people will will say like, oh, you know, I'm gonna f- I a lot of people try to gauge if their partner is suitable. They'll be like, okay, is their apartment messy? Why not their Mac? Okay, if you have a clean apartment but a messy Mac, that tells me that you lack initiative. You only care about the superficial cleanliness of your apartment. You don't care 
about the cleanliness of your mind because your Mac is an extension of your mind. And Clean My Mac, well, that is like a therapist cleaning up your mind. That's... That's very true. You know, your 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 Mac, it's like your mind. It's your workplace, right? It's your mm. it's where you it's where you do your work. It's where you get your entertainment from. It's where you learn about the world and you connect with others. It really is just it's 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 so many things in one. It's just such an important uh, you know, piece of your life. How could you not want to keep it clean and organized? Absolutely. I think that's I think that's a fact that many people overlook, but not us here at Genius Bar Goes Dark and Dark Mode Incorporated LLC LTD Copyright 2003. We know the secrets to keep you entertained, to keep your Mac clean, and to get you excited because we're just two weeks away from WWDC 2023. And let me tell you, this is looking like a pretty interesting roster because Apple is is out here. They if they had a can of beans, that that bean can was so full they couldn't even seal it. The beans are just coming out left and right. Okay, no, they're spilling we got them. Final Cut Pro. That's a very that's multiple beans. I would say. Absolutely, they're they're spilling beans left and right. I mean, this is it's crazy. They. They got holes in their pockets and and holes in their bean cans because the beans are getting all over the place. I gotta, I'm like wiping beans off me all day long. They need uh, bean Final Mac. Cut Pro. <laughs> they did. They even they even beaned our iPads. Yeah, that's crazy. We've got Final Cut Pro and Logic Pro coming out in two days. Two days, and that's still two weeks before WWDC. Which begs the question, okay? If if Final Cut Pro for the iPad, a feature that we have all wanted for at least five years, we've been like, when is this going to happen? If that is worthy of a press release a month, just under a month before WWDC, what? What is filling up this event so much that these beans are slipping out? That's what I want to know. Absolutely. And then the other thing that just came out recently from Apple was the new accessibility features. That new... Oh, yeah? And I want to talk about that also because I think it's really interesting. The the very simplified uh, versions of apps. You saw there was like the messaging app that just had like the three people that you want to talk to and it just had like your little text field and you know very mm -hmm. all these like very simplified uh, uh app versions accessibility feature right you'd expect that to potentially be like an ios what is it 17 right an ios 17 something like that yeah ios 17 accessibility feature it's a software feature specifically I mean, Final Cut and Logic Pro are also, but like arguably they're, they're apps. They're not part of the core software. This one seems like it's kind of part of the core software. You'd think that a software thing would be at DubDub, but even this was announced ahead of time. It's like it's all this stuff's coming out ahead of time. It's like what, 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 yeah. what's left for this event? Like I am seriously, I am seriously bewildered. Because when you combine these accessibility features, which I feel like are very frequently a subject of WWDC, and Final Cut Pro, Logic Pro, which are easily 
easily a subject. They even had like the whole little video that they would show at the end of the announcement. Like, to me, all of these feel like things that were cut for time. And so they, they released them early. And here's a fun fact for you, Noah. Mm-hmm. Okay. WWDC is primarily a software event. That's true. So why are they releasing software a month, three weeks before a software event? That doesn't make sense. Unless there is so much that they they just had to get the boring things. Like Final Cut Pro for iPad out of the way early. What? Yeah, that's like, I I really hope, right? You see these things come out early. That's the logical conclusion. I really hope that this actually turns out to be true. Like, obviously, I think we all know that DubDub is going to be packed, right? Now, there's the oh, question, yeah. this stuff that they that they pulled out, is there is there so much interesting? Let me put it this way. Like, well, I was about to say watch OS is the example, but we're, we're even potentially expecting a big watch OS, right? But I don't oh, know. Oh, that's true. I did hear that. There, there, you know, the rumors, new watch OS language that uses like widgets on the, on the, it like fuses the, 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 uh, the app screen and the, the, the time screen or whatever you watch face, whatever. Yeah. What do you even call that? I guess the watch face, I guess. But, but, um, but like e- even that, right. There, there's so many rumors going around. I really hope. And all the signs point to the fact that that there's just going to be too much stuff in here. And especially when you bring in the hard, like, you know, Apple has to talk about the software, right? But then when you bring in all this hardware that we're expecting or, or potentially expecting, right? Then that really, you know, fills out the event and, and then they start cutting things for time. Dude, I'm telling you, this event got so full, they had to download Clean My Mac to, to make some space yeah, that's hundred percent. They had to they had to defragment their event. They had to pull some fragments <laughs> out, release them ahead of time, smooth Those smooth it all together. Those are the beans. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're making a big like, big old geez. bean casserole in there. A casserole. That's an interesting one. Yeah. Do beans go in casseroles? Green what bean. What kind of casseroles casserole. do you have? Green bean. Okay. I don't know if those are the types of beans that you spill. Like, I feel like when people say spill the beans, the implication is uh, pinto or black beans or, I, I don't know, one of your traditional bean shapes. I don't know that I don't know that anyone in their mind, when they hear the phrase spill the beans, is thinking of somebody with, like, a big old bag of green beans. Well, that's exactly the point because this is Apple that we're talking about here. Does Apple mm. do things traditional? Do they go by the books? Or are they the crazy ones and the misfits and the rebels, right? Oh, dude, I read that in the pages icon. That's crazy. Yeah, that was a, that was a deep cut for you right there. It's not there anymore, though. I just looked over and I saw my pages down there. I really wish that they brought that back. That was such a good Easter egg. Yeah, that was... I feel like it's still hidden somewhere. It's not in pages and it's not in text edit or any of those, but I feel like it's still, it's got to be still hidden somewhere. 
you know, it's not very misfit or rebel-y to remove that. I'm just going to put that out there. So, I know that you guys maybe want to claim that, but I feel like the misfits and the rebels are probably not at Apple anymore, to be honest. Yeah, it's definitely definitely a bit more of a corporate entity these days if uh, you know, to, ah. to put it that way. Well, that's why that's why if if you're tired of this corporate entity, you got to come the next day to Genius Bar Goes Dark. That's right. I worked it in there. Oh, wow. Yeah. I know. You're it's unstoppable. I have this all planned out. Every every word of the show is scripted. I don't know if people know that. Um it's 100% scripted. Uh yes, including it is 100% scripted. <laughs> Very oh, I almost you almost slipped up there. Oh. Got to stay on top of it. Now we're good. And we're it's good. crazy and it's crazy that I even scripted that part too. Like we're really thorough here. That was just that was like a little little gag that we worked in. It's like a fourth wall break that we worked in there. And then we also broke the fourth wall about breaking the fourth wall by writing in a fourth wall breaking fourth wall break joke. Yeah, and then, you know, we're talking about that joke that we were it's just meta all the way down. I know. It's it's impressive stuff really, but not quite as impressive as Genius Bar Goes Dark, a one night only live event hosted in San Francisco with yours truly, Ruben and Miani. That's us of Dark Mode. We're also going to be hosting it with Sam and John from Genius Bar. Some people are correctly predicting some chaos to be involved, but we're not I mean, we're going to be on stage, so we're not stupid. Uh, well, and, and more so the, well, don't worry we, about that. We are not stupid. Very true. Uh, but you can basically think of Genius Bar Goes Dark as a gathering. Not magic, the gathering, just mm-hmm. a gathering. Uh, but honestly, same demographic, I think it's safe to say. Uh, you know? There's probably some overlap, yeah. Yeah. A little bit of overlap. Don't it's fine. But the goal here is not, you know, you guys come see us yammer on about something. This is a way to experience the community that we have here in tech. But the tech community has always been online, right? I think there's there's very few people that and I'm speaking from experience. I don't know. Maybe this is different for you, Noah. I personally have always noticed that when you are a certain level of tech enthusiast, perhaps even fanatic, some might say, if you are, for example, enthusiastic enough about technology that you will watch a live podcast weekly where two nerds talk about Apple stuff, just as a random hypothetical. If you were that kind of nerd, I think there's a very decent chance that there's not a ton of people in your social group that are on the same page as you. Maybe a few. I've got one, and he's right He's right there. Look at him. What a guy. But outside of that, you know, I got Sam. I got Boss Baby. Cool. Oh, jeez. I got John. I got a mini fridge. That's about it, Right? So what this event provides is the ability for not only you to come and see us and and have a ton of fun doing a live in-person podcast, but also to hang out with other tech fans, other people who are in a similar, well, similar room as you. That's for sure, no doubt, but 
the same room even i would yeah. say but also same the room same guarantee i would yeah same room guarantee we can put that on the tickets yeah. that that's bumps our price up by 20 bucks right there it'll all be in the same room and you get some people who are fellow apple nerds and you don't have to just be excited and, and scream to your friends and be like oh my gosh it's the new thing and then they're all like who cares i don't care we care and we're there for you oh that's a good slogan right there that's good. we care and we're there for you that's great that's a great slogan for our live podcast really really sums <laughs> it all up yeah it kind of does though yes <laughs> this is this is not just a live podcast it is a friend making service potentially even a dating service we don't know we don't know what's gonna happen yeah i mean honestly who's to say the love right. of your life could be there i mean if you're like sam cole and uh you wouldn't even talk to someone who has an android phone you know yeah come come to this very event good point and you'll see lots of no uh, green bubbles of here users. exactly dude i i wonder okay wait we have an app that we're working on for this event. Is that app even going to be Android compatible? Like, have we even considered that any single individual might not have an iPhone? That didn't even really cross my mind. I did consider that because I'm so benevolent Whoa. like that. And it will wow. actually be uh, a web app. So there won't be any download required. But is there a way? Could we figure out like how what percentage of our traffic is coming from iPhones to see how close to 100 it is cuz i feel like at this event it may very well be 100%. Yeah, we could do that. I could i could i could uh, i could make that happen potentially. That could be kind of funny. That would be i Okay, but the thing is, we cannot we cannot ridicule anyone. All right. If someone comes, if someone's on our little on Twitter or on in our little chat here on the side, and we're like, "Haha, Android, haha," but you can't do that in a group in a room full of people. So you shouldn't. Sam might try. There but, is that. You shouldn't. He would. That does sound like something Sam would do. He would, and then we would we would cancel him for it. Oh, easily. All right, I got two questions that I think are important that I want to answer. Mm -hmm. The first question is, will you live stream during the Apple event? And the answer to that question is yes. You're going to see a lot of us in two weeks because we will be doing the podcast the day before DubDub. We will stream during DubDub. And, and that will be in person, but not in... It will be in person, but not you. And then the day after that, We'll be in person and you'll be in person. So like that's going to be, gosh, I hope, <laughs> I hope you don't get sick of us. Yeah. But a very good question here. Is the podcast going to be streamed? I assume they're talking about Genius Bar Goes Dark. Answer to that question is no. We are not live streaming Genius Bar Goes Dark. We spent entirely too much money making this possible and we have to we have to make that experience for the audience that is that is who this is for 
Uh, it's possible that we could, maybe we'll do something with a recorded version after the fact, but it will not be live streamed. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is definitely designed as a live in-person event. And so, yes, there might yeah. be a portion of it that we can extract and, you know, make available after the fact. Uh, but but no no sort of live streaming. It's just too much like work with the logistics of like recording and also live streaming. It's like it, it's too much for us to handle. And again, we really want to create the experience for the people that are there and just totally focus, you know, on the people that are actually there. Right. So yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see about releasing portions after the fact. Um. But definitely not a live stream and almost certainly not the whole thing. I mean, even if we release the whole thing, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't be getting the, uh, you wouldn't be getting the in-person aspect and the interaction aspect and being able to meet us. I mean, honestly, we are almost sold out of the VIP tickets. Like, I think we have, I don't, I haven't checked the latest numbers, but I think we have like 10 that are left. It's, it's very... If you if you are considering coming, if you're on the fence, don't wait. There's only two weeks until Dub Dub. There's only ten spots left for the VIP stuff, so just it might be, be aware less of that. Than that. Actually, I just Is looked it? at the numbers. I think we might have very few, or maybe even no VIP tickets left. Might have a couple. Oh, left. I think we have seven. Something if I'm not like mistaken. That. Seven. Yeah. All right. Five. Well. Yeah. One of the. That's either way. That is. Uh. It's slim picking. So chop chop. Yeah. Absolutely. Someone here said the ticket prices are fair, but the plane prices not so much. Well, you know, that you're not wrong about that. <laughs> if only, if only San Francisco had public transportation that connected it to other cities. But Elon's like, nope, don't do that. Yeah, it is unfortunate. But the good news is that we'll do our next live show somewhere else, and then more other people can come to it. Because we're definitely doing another one, right? Yeah. Dude, honestly, we have worked. When did we start working on this? December? Yeah, I think so. I'm going to re- I'm going to reveal a piece of information that nobody here knows. Ooh. This was originally going to happen in like March. No, it was originally going to happen in February. That was the original On the very original. very end, the end of February. Yeah. So, just to, just to give you an idea of how deceptively difficult it is to organize an event like this and hopefully that's why maybe people will understand knowing that piece of information why we don't want to just live stream it and people just stay home you know what i mean yeah it was a lot of delays a lot of logistics a lot of money a lot of effort time everything energy days Justin, with a great change of topic here. Apple filed for a new trademark, XR Pro OS, last week. Uh, holy crap, that's a terrible name. Just going to put that out there. They can't. They got to at least do XR Pro S, right? 
if they're gonna do that i no, they wouldn't do that no i know I'm that's kidding. a little goofy but they can't they can't do I'm trying to find it's just got to be xros why they can't put they can't put pro in the operating system name that implies that there's like a basic version of the operating system yeah honestly i don't hang on i gotta find the article because i'm not sh- i cannot remember if that was the um what it was concept central here said didn't they also file for just the regular XR OS? I gotta, we gotta, we gotta pull this up because if there's XR and XR Pro, then first of all, why? Why would you need two different OS names? Obviously, I think when when it comes to trademarks, you're kind of casting a wide net. It's not necessarily that you're gonna use them; you just want other people not to use them. So I don't think that there would be xr os and xr pro os that would be weird i think i I don't even think that either of those are necessarily the names for this i think that apple whatever name they come up with they just want to trademark anything kind of similar to prevent people from trying to rip it off i think that's what we're we're seeing here so i wouldn't necessarily say oh well that's what it's going to be called right What did they do? Apple Apple Files Trademark Reality Headset. Let's see if Google can figure that one out. Bingo. First result. Nice. From May 16th. So this was just earlier in the week. So they... I'm not seeing anything, honestly, about uh, XR Pro OS, but XR OS was trademarked in SF Pro, which is the font that they use in New Zealand. Now, a lot of these trademarks come from different um, countries because there's different levels of transparency there. Now, the thing that I'm wondering is the XR... What is the XR? That's what I was thinking. Is it like extended reality? What? I don't know what oh, else it would be. I like that. Extended reality. That that kind of works. Ooh, you I know really what? like that, actually. This thought just occurred to me. When Apple launches this thing, do you think that they would call it... And now this makes me want to look something, look something up. But would they call it a virtual reality headset or even a mixed reality headset? Or do you think they would do the Apple thing and call it like extended reality to like emphasize that it's like an extension of your you know what i mean like for apple to call it a vr Mm. headset like vr headset has a lot of connotations to it mostly as like oh it's like a gaming uh it's like a gaming headset it's like a like a like a not not a toy but like a you know a gaming peripheral basically do you think that they want to call it like extended reality or some other marketing term to either get away from those connotations or you know, position the product in like a certain way or maybe both. Huh. I, I'm inclined to think, I mean, I think it's been clear that they're not going to be calling this virtual reality. Um, I, I think I, we talked about this like months ago, I believe how 
Apple's approach here is is definitely not to create a virtual reality headset. We we've discussed how they are using currently VR as a means to get to AR because we don't have the kind of tech that you would need to overlay digital assets on a real world through a transparent display. Right now, our our technology of transparent displays is effectively mirrors. <laughs> um, that's how the Unreal Air that I did a, a video about how this is sort of a preview for actual legitimate wearable non-headset stuff. And I really like that as a concept. It definitely, I mean, that's that's the simplest way to do it. Obviously, this is Apple, and they would never do something the simple way. But right now, basically, that's what we have. You know, you put a screen in the frame of the glasses, angled piece of glass makes it look like it's in front of your eyes and transparent. That's what we're working with. The challenge is how do you go... How do you get that, first of all, to be immersive? Because looking through glasses is going to have a limited field of view. Uh, and because it's reflecting a screen, that's an even more limited field of view. Like if it was the full lens of your glasses and you could look at things out of the corner of your eyes, that would be different. But since you're reflecting a screen, you only get 52 degree FOV. So... Until all of these technological advancements happen, I think Apple's offering, or at least what we understand of it, is probably going to be the best with today's technology. We know they have extremely high resolution, 3,000 pixel per inch displays going into this thing. We know that they are, or I shouldn't say no, we CCRP that they are going to... Uh, have have a, a ground up operating system built to create this immersive world and we know that they are relying on on lidar and cameras and i just hope frankly that the technology has come far enough because right now if you want an experience of apple's augmented reality what you need to do is look at the uh, the 3D demos that they have for their products, and those are pretty impressive. They have some they have some seriously good tech in those. I don't know if you've noticed this, Noah, but they can actually reflect on the augmented reality model that they project in the world, and they can actually reflect things in your scenery. Oh, that's cool. I think they started doing that in like 2019. So it's been a at the very least, they have been working on this tech for a long time. It's just that we haven't seen it yet. Right. And I think, you know, the closest thing that we've seen, you know, to your point is we've seen, you know, demos that Apple has, has, uh, has, has made, like, with their products. But also there is, and I was just looking at this, there's AR kit, right, which mm -hmm. allows developers to do uh, augmented reality stuff. And the example that they have on their page is someone holding an iPad up to the ceiling and it turns the ceiling into 
the night sky and you can see where all the constellations are. Right. So not not uh, not a sort of reality kind of thing, but you know, augmenting reality with you know something else. But they also have, which I'm not sure if I knew or or, or I knew and forgot. They have something called Reality Kit, and it says Reality Kit framework. Oh, yeah. Uh, was built from the ground up specifically for augmented reality with photorealistic rendering, camera effects, animation, physics, and more. So, if we are expecting, about that. if we're expecting this headset to have like a reality kind of name to it, then we can look at what else Apple has called reality before, and they're basically talking about AR with photorealism. So not just like projecting mm. some abstract like idea of the night sky with the constellations and stuff the example they have here is a demo of like uh patio furniture so there's like two wooden chairs and a, a little fire pit but it looks i mean it doesn't look the best you can tell that it's been like composited into the scene but the idea is that you put them down in the physical scene and and, and they stay in that place and you can walk around and see what it looks like so if we think about like that that's what apple is calling reality you know, of like projecting these things. Reality in AR is like projecting things onto, uh, you know, what what the user sees. You know, what they're, you know, what the camera sees. Basically, maybe that gives mm. us a hint into what the headset would be. That is interesting. I like that, and and I mean, I think the challenge here is that Apple wants to take those applications and the current state, and they they. They want to make it into something that's more mainstream. I've been reading the chat here, and I think there's a couple of really interesting points here. So first is this comment saying, it will be called a huge flop for a year or two, just like everyone was super excited to declare they failed with the watch. Uh, Linda also chimed in saying, whatever happened to HomeKit, also a flop, right? So I think these are two, two different things with a similar outcome right the watch was considered a flop initially HomeKit, i think is still considered a flop what's the difference between those well the difference is that the apple watch was able to break through both in terms of its pricing positioning and also in terms of actually being useful the trick is right now the state of VR is, it's curious. So this comment here is very interesting. Just like everyone likes to declare VR dead every few months, I wish I had a dead platform with about 20 million units sold. And those are the numbers for the uh, Quest 2. So think about it this way. I think we have three different readings of three different situations number one is the apple watch the apple watch launched pretty weak it was not it was not an instant success um but it has the mainstream potential right fitbit all of these health trackers were were very popular but not very good and the 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 apple watch was able to capture that market share by becoming, not initially, but becoming the best at a very broad market. HomeKit, well, HomeKit, I would argue, is a failure because it is inflexible, expensive, 
and it's pretty niche. It's not something that that many people use or care about. Um, VR is not dead. It's niche. And so I think when people say, oh, VR failed, what they mean is that VR failed to become the thing that everybody uses. I think there were some that predicted VR to be like, oh, remember monitors? We're done with those. Now we put stuff on our heads. And that obviously has not been the case. So it's not a failure, right? It's a multi-billion dollar industry. And, you know, 20 million Quest 2s at 300 bucks a pop, that is a substantial, very substantial business. So the definition of failure depends on what you're trying to achieve. I think the state of VR right now is a niche that is thriving, but is staying within that niche. Apple is setting their sights higher. They they don't want to stay in the niche of effectively games. They want to get into this much more everyday area. But the challenge that they have, much like HomeKit, is, is that vision something that everyone can get behind? It's already going to be expensive and you know, a headset. So it's already not like something you're going to wear in public like an Apple Watch. And it's not a fitness tracker. It's not, you know, going to keep track of your heart rate and your health and your fall detection and your workouts. So it, I don't think that it's a guaranteed success. I don't think it's a guaranteed failure. But it's definitely a bigger risk than Apple typically takes. And I think that's valid. And I think, you know, I want to compare it to the Apple Watch for a second. Because I think it's an interesting comparison. It's the last major product category that Apple has launched. I mean, they did like, you know, AirPods Mm -hmm. and whatever. But like, as far as like a core, uh, you know, piece of hardware, it's really the Apple Watch. And I think... I honestly think I would not be surprised if Apple, uh, the, the, the mixed reality headset or whatever the headset's going to be called, ends up on a very similar path to the Apple Watch. Because basically what happened was when the Apple Watch launched, it was, first of all, underpowered. It was, you know, it needed to be connected to the phone. It was very slow, whatever, whatever. And the marketing was not quite as basically the 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 identity of the watch or the you know killer feature whatever you want to call it was not really fully there because they had exercise tracking at the beginning but it was still more limited for example there was no water resistance so you couldn't do any swimming um you know there's been other workouts added since then uh and other features like competitions but there was also a much bigger focus on like the personalization aspect the notifications aspect there was like the that um digital touch or whatever where you could send like Mm. the little messages Mm -hmm. that was like a big thing that they promoted and so those two things right the 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 lack of the cohesive vision or the or the singular vision and you know the underpowered nature of it made it you know i'm not gonna say flop but in the beginning it didn't do quite as well but eventually you know apple 
realized for well first of all obviously it got better it got faster it gained independence from the phone it got cellular for some people who you know have cellular on their watch etc etc but then also apple got more into like the the exercising and the fitness tracking which is now i think one of the primary uh you know is probably the primary thing that they focus on And, and not just exercising and fitness tracking but like overall health making it a health tool and adding you know ecgs and and blood oxygen level and skin temperature and you know period tracking whatever all this stuff basically apple's focus for the apple watch is on this like health slash exercise obviously exercise is a part of health this like health uh system and so both of those Mm -hmm. things together have helped it to do really well and then also we saw like the apple watch edition launched initially it was obviously you know meant to not be a gimmick but to you know get attention for it uh but now we see the you know the high-end apple watches there is the hermes for people who want that and that's mostly just the band with a custom face but like the apple watch ultra is apple fully leaning into this like exercise and and uh you know exploration aspect that they've found is like the you know the core piece of the apple watch and so to finish up my my soliloquy uh for the headset i could very well see it launching being somewhat limited obviously you know we're talking Mm. about battery packs and and whatever but also maybe apple won't quite have the vision for it they may try to do too many things at once or you know not know which one is going to be the one so they put those options out there and then over in the next few years they refine it down to the things that people really care about they find that core uh killer feature that core like purpose for the thing and then it, you know, gets be- gets great like the Apple Watch did. Interesting. I don't know. Here's the challenge. Because I think you're right. And I think with the Apple Watch, they kind of were light on their toes. Because when it launched, and you're right, they, they had a lot of those, like, pretty silly things. Like, digital touch, sending your heartbeat. Like, bruh. Nobody, nobody used that. Yeah. They had, like, the little drawing things. Or, like, you, you tap, tap. And, mm-mm what and they focused on notifications and and connectivity they kind of had it almost like a pda for your wrist and it was very quickly apparent that that wasn't that interesting people Mm -hmm. don't want just the thing that they do on their phone except now it's on their wrist and so that became that that led to the focus on activity and fitness and just cramming these health sensors and and biometrics and period tracking, running and heart rate and blood oxygen, all of this stuff. That is a logical pipeline where I think there's a challenge. Noah is to your point about them presenting lots of options and refining it. I don't know that it's, I don't know that it's obvious what VR would do or not vr ar we we really have to stop calling it a vr headset because i guarantee vr is not the 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 name of the game Mm -hmm. so what i mean by this and this is probably not this is obviously going to be biased because we have the benefit of hindsight but i think if you go back through all of apple's major innovations the the thread that underlines them is a an obvious solution to a problem that 
people didn't know that they had. So you can, you can rewind as far back as you want. Apple has always been about seeing this thing that everyone's doing and being like, no, that's not how you should do it. Do it this way. You can go name anything you want. AirPods. AirPods. They saw, you know, Bluetooth headphones. People really like those. And one thing is stupid is that people are like, you know, you know, you'd have to pair one of the earbuds to the other one or pair one of them. And then you had a wire between them. And Apple's like, no, nobody wants to do that. You just put them in your ears. Done. There's AirPods. You go back to the Apple Watch. Fitness trackers. You know, you want to be able to get messages and notifications, have accurate heart re- heart readings and all of these uh, all of these biometrics and track your workouts. Do it all together. Why do you need separate things or something that can only like have a gyroscope in it and it's only doing one thing? No, nobody wants that. You go back to the iPhone. You know, everyone had music players and cameras and phones with many different shapes with physical buttons and they were like no you don't do that you need one rectangle and it's all in there the ipod people were walking around with cd players nobody wants that put it in your pocket put a hard drive in there the imac why do what's all this beige box you got a tower on the ground you got a screen on your desk no put them together make it one thing literally over and over and over again ever since the very founding of Apple. That is what they do. And yes, sometimes it's a flop at first. They miss the mark. The Apple Lisa, revolutionary, complete fail. The 1984 Macintosh, revolutionary, got Steve Jobs fired. The MacBook Air ran on an iPod hard drive and thermal throttled into oblivion. Total Total nightmare product. Changed the game. Completely re- re- redefined how laptops should be focused. So, the benefit of hindsight allows us to see those benefits and how obvious all of those innovations were. However, I struggle to predict what that obvious innovation is for a mixed reality setting. Because if I'm being perfectly honest with you, Noah, I don't feel like augmented reality really adds anything to my life. I really, I think it's cool. I think it's neat even. And I'm obviously going to buy it and give it a chance. But I think the fact that VR and AR have so far been confined to games is indicative of the fact that people don't find them in their current situation all that useful. And I want to know what Apple knows that we don't that would change that. And I mean, hopefully we'll get at least some glimpse of that at DubDub. Obviously it might be you know, that, that kernel of the thing might be one of the features among other ones. Maybe it won't even be there. Maybe Apple doesn't know. I think they know. If they're building this headset, I think they have some sort of an idea that we don't. Yeah. But, like, you know, go back to the Apple Watch, for example. I Before the Apple Watch, I never 
wore a watch and I never had a fitness tracker mm-hmm. and I never really cared about it. But the Apple Watch actually, like, I mean, I had the Series Zero and I returned it because it was slow and whatever. But, like, when I got the Series 5 and we both got Series 5 at the mm. same time, that kind of changed things for me because then what I found was having this thing on my wrist that tracks my workouts made me motivated to work out more and close my rings because I'm a super data-oriented guy. So if I can do something and see a number go up and like know that that number accurately or somewhat accurately reflects what I just did, that Mm -hmm. is like super motivating to me. So I didn't even know, if you had asked me a few years ago, I would have said, I don't need a watch, I don't need a thing on my wrist. I skipped out on the first four or five generations. Mm -hmm. But when I finally got it, and you know, a few years after it came out, when it was a lot better, then then I then I saw the benefits and I realized how good it is. And now I love the Apple Watch, and I, you know, use it every day. I close try my close my rings every day, whatever, whatever. So I'm hoping that the headset can do that same thing. We don't know what it's going to do. Uh, we could guess what the killer feature is going to be. It's hard to say, but you know, hopefully it'll be there. We don't have that hindsight yet, so we don't know, but you know, hopefully right. it'll be there and, and eventually we will have that hindsight. No, I mean, that's, I think that's very fair. And, you know, I, I predicated my soliloquy with the fact that we don't have the benefit of hindsight in this case. But one thing, I guess what I was trying to get at mm-hmm. was actually this comment from Michael really summarizes it. Yeah, but Apple didn't invent the MP3 player, right? That's what people say about the iPod or it's the iPhone, right? They didn't invent the cell phone. This this is what I was trying to get at. Apple didn't, they were not the first, they were not, you know, inventing something. But at each of these pivotal periods and products they took something that existed and they figured out the way that it really should be done mp3 players were already being made but they were they were weird they weren't that that nice and easy to use they weren't that trendy they weren't that marketable and they didn't hold that many songs the trick with apple was they figured out that positioning and they got that down pat same thing with the apple watch so i think to your point about not knowing that you were going to love the apple watch beforehand and that foresight that apple had i think even still in that case when the apple watch was being rumored we all kind of knew that it was going to have some focus on fitness I think the difference here is that we legitimately have no goddamn clue what they're going to do with this, right? If it's a smartwatch, we know, okay, Apple's working on a smartwatch. It's going to do smartwatch things. What would a smartwatch do? Well, it would track your workouts on your wrist and you would be able to use Siri on it. And like you, even in 2014, when this was all rumors and they called it the iWatch, we kind of had an idea of what you could do with it. The execution of it, we didn't know. Sure. But with this headset, I could not tell you 
at all what you would do with it. And that is something that we have not had. Even though we have the benefit of hindsight in those other things, and perhaps in two and a half weeks, this episode will age poorly. But I truly believe that in all of those other cases, when Apple was rumored to be releasing a phone, well, I can take a guess at what some of the abilities of that phone might be. When Apple's releasing an iPad, we thought, okay, iPod Touch, bigger screen, halfway between an iPod and a Mac, that's basically what it is. You can always, or at least mostly, kind of figure out where Apple's going with stuff. And sometimes they surprise you, sometimes they don't. But this is a true shot in the dark, in that all we know is augmented reality. That's about it. That is definitely a very good point, because I guess if you try to apply that same logic, you say, oh, Apple's making an AR headset. Well, what AR Mm -hmm. headsets, like, what do you compare that to? There's not much to compare Mm -hmm. it to. And then what do you get? Maybe a virtual screen kind of thing. Maybe that's a feature they'll do. And I'll know mm-hmm. compared to a VR headset, maybe you can watch content. You can watch Apple TV plus in there, uh, you know, like on a virtual screen. Okay. Maybe that's true, but, 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 you know, that's a very fair point that like, these are a bit more speculative. And then beyond that, like, what is it? Because I guess the closest thing that you have today are like, you know, the closest mass market thing of today are like the VR headsets that do gaming, but like Apple's not going to mm-hmm. do AAA gaming. So it's not going to be that there might be some sort of gaming something or other, but it's not going to be the primary focus. So it's a very good point. What is it going to be? We do. We very much do have, you know, less of an idea than 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 we have in the past. Yeah, man, it is. It is a weird place to be in. It really is. Because I think as as revolutionary or as, maybe not even revolutionary, but as commercially successful and as good at executing things as Apple is, you can often figure out what the goal is. With this, we, uh, we just do not know. We don't know where they're going. We don't know what they're, what they're doing with this. I think this is probably one of the most exciting periods of time ever. I mean, even when the iPhone was coming out, I think that's the closest thing that we have to this is because we knew Apple was working on a phone and we knew that we would do specific phone-like things with iPod functionality and probably a camera. Those all existed. But what didn't exist was that special combination in the iPhone. So maybe maybe we do need to be looking at what we already have and just thinking about that, that way that you combine it to make it that much better. But I'm drawing a blank. I have no clue what it is. And I really think that Apple is going to pull something out of the hat that we were not going to see coming. I think there's going to be some... You know, people in the chat are talking about, like, connectivity with other devices. Mm-hmm. Every new Apple device that comes, uh, you know, that, that, that comes out works its way into the ecosystem in, in interesting ways. You know, the Apple Watch came out. It gets notifications. There's a lot of synergy with your phone. It does notifications. 
you know, from your phone to the watch, it can send notifications so you can see it, you can respond to them. It uses your watch's connection to, you know, like you could pull up maps on your phone and it pulls them up on your watch and, and you know, you get your directions on your wrist. So we could see maybe synergy with other Apple mm. devices, whether it's acting as like another screen or, you know, I don't, I, what I, like, I don't know what it would be, but like, like that could be, that could be part of the secret key. It could be something with AR because Apple's invested a lot in AR uh, technology that they, they have with their AR kit and like spatial audio would play a role in that. Like mm. th- there's a lot of ways that, that, that this could go, but we don't know what they're going to focus on, what aspects they're going to pull in, how it's all going to tie together, but we'll find out soon. You know what we're going to find out even sooner? What's that? That this episode is over. Oh, man. I know. I know. It's it's unfortunate, but what are you going to do? The episode's over, and uh, come come see us live in person in two weeks. Oh, God. Two weeks. Yeah, go That's to Genius, so soon. GeniusBarGoesDark.com. Everyone here knows that it's D-R-K, GeniusBarGoesDark.com. We did buy the other domain just to be safe, but we've got the nice banner going on the bottom of the just screen. Just like Apple, when they register XROS and all bunch of stuff, we did the same thing because we're basically Apple 2.0, baby. Pretty much. Oh, what a show. I'm... I'm stressed and excited and nervous all at the same time, but I'm also your host, Luke Miani. And I am your host, Noah Rubin. We'll see you next week for one of the few remaining shows before Dub Dub, and have a great night. <laughs>